What's up, Blog Tribe? Pete here from Do You Even Blog. Uh, bonus episode for you today. I really want to go back through my own 2020 and share some of my lessons learned, the lessons learned type of content. Don't we all love that sort of stuff? So I got a few notes here. The first couple of takeaways are actually going to be a little bit more broad and in general, nonetheless, very valuable, I think, to you and to me as well, of course. And the last couple of takeaways have to do with making money and funnels and all my business and all this other stuff. We're going to go over some some stuff. I know you're going to find a lot of value in this as you look to grow in 2021 and beyond. So first up, I have here, nothing is safe. Nothing is as secure (laughs) as we thought it was going to be. 2020 taught us that if you work a full-time job, or even if you're a full-time entrepreneur, blogger, or whatever, your work may not be quite as secure as you once thought it was. And in fact, I'm going to argue that your life might not be as secure. Pandemics happen, riots, changes all across the world, and no doubt in your hometown, wherever you are. And so the key, I think, is to be flexible and just to have this mindset of, I mean, I hate to be negative here right off the bat in the very first takeaway, but what could go wrong will go wrong. What's that? It's not Moore's Law. What is that? I can't remember. Anyways, uh, be flexible. Have the mindset of planning out worst case scenarios, best case scenarios, and everything in between and make that a habit for your blog and online business as well. What if SEO shuts down? What if Pinterest shuts down? What if they boom? What if there's a new app called Clubhouse that comes out that I need to take advantage of? Like what new things are going to be coming? How can I prepare for uncertainty? I'll say that one more time. That's like the be all end all. How can I prepare plan ahead now for uncertainty in my business and in my life? That's takeaway number one. Takeaway number two Optimize for happiness. So I spent a lot of 2020, the first couple of months especially, optimizing my business and my life for making money, for making the maximum amount of money. That's great. That's what I should do for business. All businesses should aim to make a profit. That's my personal opinion. But I was optimizing all my work, the content I produce, how much I work, how many hours a week I work. I was optimizing my day, what I do in the morning, what I do in the afternoon. I was optimizing my email list and this YouTube channel and my podcast that you're listening to. I'm optimizing everything for growth and making money. Now, here's the thing. That doesn't always make people happy. Money doesn't buy happiness. You hear this all the time. Growing, making more money, getting more traffic to your blog, getting more, 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 growth, 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 doesn't necessarily lead to happiness anyway. So the question is, and here's my takeaway, What are you optimizing for in your own business? Are you optimizing for growth and revenues? Are you optimizing for happiness? Here's a really practical example, and then I'll go on to the next one. For me personally, time. Time equals happiness. Time can buy happiness for me. Money can't buy happiness for me. Time can buy happiness for me. And so I started to structure, this was literally just like a couple of months ago, looking back on 2020, I have started to structure my content, my courses, how I engage with an audience and my students based on time. I'm trying to optimize for happiness in the long run. And for me, that's time. How do I spend my time? That sounds pretty obvious, right? Like, oh yeah, you know, you spend a lot of time doing stuff, right? Time is important. Time is our most valuable asset, yada, yada. Well, I knew all that, but I was still optimizing for growth and I was optimizing for money. And I want to grow and I want to make more money and I try and do all those things. Don't get me wrong. But honestly, the past six months, 
And from a time perspective, it made me way more happier. <laughs> I've started optimizing for happiness. And that for me personally is time. I'm not saying don't focus on money. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying optimize for happiness. And the takeaway could be for blogging online business or pretty much anything. All right, let's move on. Takeaway number three, shout out to Raina uh, for this one. What is your definition of success? You got to get clear on that. And not just like, oh, I want to make more money. Oh, I want to start a blog. Oh, I want to quit my job. Oh, I want to X, Y, Z. That's not really a clear definition of success. And the more clear you can be, the easier it's going to be to get there from a planning perspective. What am I going to do to grow my blog? Exactly. What content am I going to produce? What strategies am I going to focus on? SEO, Pinterest, Facebook ads. What products am I going to make? What do those look like? Like all the planning, all the prep, all the strategies, all the tactics, all that stuff should be based around a clear vision and more specifically, a clear vision of success. Now I got two other things here. Once you can define a, a, a vision of success, if you can define success, ask yourself this, how much of that was put there by other people? Your vision, your definition of success, how much of that was actually created by other people? Seeing what other people are doing with their blogs and their businesses and their jobs and their work and their life, like how much of that is actually your vision that you want, that you desire, and how much of that was kind of like stolen from other people? Not necessarily saying it has to be 100% original, like this is my plan, my vision, but it's worth asking the question because of my point number two here. Point number two, why do you want what other people want? Again, going back to optimizing for money versus optimizing for happiness, part of my thing was like looking at what everybody else's definitions were of success and then trying to make that my own. Like, I want to be like those people. I'm a competitive person. I like have self-worth tied to success. I'm an Enneagram 3. Uh, <laughs> what am I shooting for and how much of that was put there by other people, right? Is that actually what I want? I never took the time to answer that question. Maybe you haven't as well. What do you want? Did, have you taken the time to like figure that out? What is your definition of success? How much of that is like brought upon by other people? And then why do you want those things? Why do you want what other people want? Maybe you are, you know, maybe you do have the exact definition of success that other people have, but maybe you don't. And for me, I didn't. That was a big takeaway I learned in 2020. All right, moving on into more monetization stuff. Uh, for those that can't see this, if you're listening on the podcast, I'm holding up a graph, a bar graph of all the money I have made for Do You Even Blog. I started on June 1, 2017, so three and a half years ago. At this point, the time of this recording, I got all my monthly revenues mapped out. And I can see two big spikes right in the middle, July 2018, November 2018, and then boom, it just dies for like a year or more for the most part. Uh, I mean, I was still making money. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy with that. But it, I mean, revenues just dropped for like a year. This is like a year and a half after I started too. And then the past like eight to nine months here in 2020, not the not the first start of 2020, not even the beginning of the pandemic, but just the last half year, uh, I've skyrocketed, not skyrocketed. That's like an exaggeration. I've been making great income almost without effort. I'm going to say almost without effort, meaning I'm not like launching new products every single month. I did, I did, I brought some new products in here, but we're going to talk about what this means. So first and foremost, here's my takeaway. Split up your products. Split up your products. It used to be the case where people bought one course, a course on 
podcasting, a course on ConvertKit, a course on XYZ. I still think they do that. Don't get me wrong. But now more than ever before, don't we see bonuses everywhere? Don't we see like upsells, downsells, bump offers, like all these crazy things? I was talking to somebody yesterday who was like, I have a course. It's like comprehensive. It's long. It's like 20 videos and a full workbook and like all this stuff. Uh, but I don't know what to do for like a lead magnet to come into that. Or I don't know what to do for a smaller price product, like a $17 offer to lead people into my course. That's the definition of a funnel, right? And I was like, just split up your product. Like you have a course, you have 20 videos, you have lots of modules, you have lots of lessons, you have workbooks, you have worksheets, you have templates, split that stuff up. You can still like bundle it all together as like bonuses. Here's bonus number one, bonus number two, bonus number three. That I've seen a lot of people do. I did that in 2020 as well. And I thought it worked wonders. So if you're looking for a lead magnet and you don't have one to leave it into your course, if you already have the course, if you already have the product, think about splitting it up any way you can to suit your traffic, to suit your funnel. Use this as a lead magnet. Use this as a tiny offer, a small product. Use this as a mid-tier product. Use these things as bonuses, that sort of stuff. That's actually easier to sell than just like, oh, this is my ConvertKit course. Contains everything, right? Well, it's a bit easier to say like, this is my very specific ConvertKit course. Bonus email templates. Bonus automation templates. Bonus blah, 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 right? Split up your products. It's a great way to avoid having to create tons of new products and new lead magazines and that sort of stuff. Just take the product you already have, split it up. Okay, very same line here I have on my notes, positioning. I, uh, I sort of think this is the same thing. This more than anything, I think can help newer creators in the first couple of years sell more products, courses, memberships, coaching, consulting, anything. Positioning. How are you positioning yourself in the market? Now, without getting too fancy, you could go look up like Harvard MBA books and read about positioning or whatnot. But basically, it just means what do people think your product does for them? What do people think your product does for them? If that sounds like kind of obvious, <laughs> you haven't thought about it all the way through. My big takeaway was creating one hour blog post. It's a, it's a small product of mine and I have some bump offers and upsells. Hint, hint, hint. It was just one big product that I thought of. And then I was like, wait, I can actually split this out. And by splitting it out, the one hour blog post was a very specific positioned thing. What do people think your product does? This helps me write blog posts faster. This helps me create blog posts faster. If you're wondering, by the way, the entire product was on doing that, but also just general productivity tips and also tools and templates that people could use to create stuff faster and also uh, systems and frameworks to repurpose content. There was all one thing. I split that product up into one hour blog post and now there's several bonuses along with that and there's also content everywhere. That's my big upsell. That's my system for promoting and repurposing. Like I split all that stuff up and when I did so, it became not, this is a productivity system. This is a productivity course, but this little product helps me create blog posts faster. Positioning. What do people think your product does for them? It might involve some niching down. It might just be some copywriting, some messaging. Nothing can change on the product, but if you describe it differently, like what do people think your product does for them? That's not a technical, you know, definition of positioning, but it's pretty close. Okay, right, next thing over here. <laughs> By the way, here's a little, wait, not next takeaway. Tip. Start with naming things. 
Naming things, again, people scoff at me for this. I think naming things is so incredibly important. I really do. One hour blog post, content everywhere, all caps. I'm very specific with my all caps, by the way. When somebody was trying to promote this as an affiliate and they were just using like normal case, I was like, no, 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 it has to be all caps. That's the brand name. That's the brand. That I, I need it to be this positioning, this name. It's important. Anyways, start with that. Okay, moving on here. Traffic, more traffic, a bigger audience does not necessarily mean more revenues. Now, of course, the more traffic you have, the better. Of course, the bigger audience you have, the better. Of course, you should try and grow these things. I'm not saying don't try to grow it, but if you think that's gonna automatically result in more digital product sales, I mean, maybe it will, if you have all your funnels set up or whatnot, but maybe it won't. There's a missing component, actually I just named it, right? You have to have, have a sales function in place. You have to, whether that's super passive, like you're promoting an ebook on your blog sidebar or a complicated, super long, evergreen automated webinar funnel with tons of emails and yada, yada, it doesn't matter. More traffic, more audience does not necessarily mean more sales. You have to have a sales component. You have to have something that, even if it's affiliate marketing, by the way, you have to have those links in there. You have to have those emails that promote your affiliate products. Like that is a missing component that you need to have in order to make money. Grow your traffic, grow your audience. Also learn how to sell things. You have to. That's like a very important variable in this equation of making more money. By the way, the reason this is in my 2020 takeaways is because my audience has not grown one bit in 2020. Well, that's not, that. that's a lot. Hang on. Let me, let me tell you what I mean by this. I've been focusing on YouTube. I started focusing on YouTube for the first time in 2020. That was my, that was my strategy for growth. And that works. Yes. I like four uh, X, almost five X to my audience, um, on YouTube. I'm really happy with that, but my traffic, it's actually down for the past two years. <laughs> it's down traffic way down. Email subscribers are up thanks to YouTube and some partnerships and stuff like that. But it's not like, you know, exponentially grown for me. The audience is roughly the same, same Twitter followers. There's no Pinterest growth whatsoever for me personally. Um, but I have done a much better job at my sales component and therefore my revenues are way up. And I'm going back to this graph I showed you at the beginning of this video, or if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see it. Sales component right here. Like me launching products. I was like, yeah, okay. I'm launching products. I'm making money. This is like two years ago. Yay. And then I stopped doing that and I stopped making money. That sounds obvious, but that wasn't obvious for me at the time. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm gonna grow now. Well, I stopped launching things. I stopped selling things. I, I had no sales component in my business whatsoever, affiliate marketing or products or otherwise. So I stopped making money. And so last October, I was like, I, I gotta get a product out. Like, what am I gonna do here? What do I have? So I did that and I'm, I'm very, very happy with it. That was Online Impact, by the way. It used to be called Blogger U. I just rebranded it. Um, but the past like eight months, it's been like, okay, sales component to my business, building funnels. And that's my, actually my next takeaway here. Funnels are where it's at funnels. Don't let that word overwhelm you. It can mean a million different things. That's partially why it's overwhelming to a lot of people. Basically what it means is away from people to find you up to paying you money for something. That's it. That's all a funnel is, but they need to be strategic. They need to be intentional. You actually have to build Funnels. Most most people just think of it as email marketing funnels, uh, and that's rightfully so. By the way, that's what I've been done, been doing. Excuse me, but funnels are where it's at. 
And I'm telling you, people kept preaching to me. I kept hearing that word all the time, like marketing funnels, blog funnels, evergreen stuff that lasts like six months, like a six month funnel and automated email sequences that last like a month, three months, six months with sales and affiliate marketing. It's a jam. <laughs> it's where it's at. This is a huge lesson for me. And 2020 is funnels is where it's at. I kind of already knew that. I just wasn't implementing it. And the past, uh, the past four to five months specifically, I've been implementing it more and more and it's been uh, profitable. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least, I'll just like hold this graph up to people who are watching the video. But if you can't see it, the last like eight, nine months have been funnel land for me and it's working and it's growing and it's passive, not passive, but it's, it's leverage. You still have to create funnels, but after that, you can actually put it on autopilot a lot easier than you think you can. It's the most passive income thing I think I've ever done. All right. I'm going to wrap up this, uh, this episode right here with the last takeaway. And that is the world at large, your audience specifically is more primed to listen to you, to watch your videos, to listen to your podcast, to read your blog, and to buy your products than ever before. Primed. The world is more primed to buy your stuff, to read your content and give you business. The world is more primed than ever before. Craziness in 2020, pandemics, people dying, <laughs> celebrity dying. I don't want to sound opportunistic here at the end of this video. I, I mean, I really don't, this is hard to say, but I really do think that now more than ever before, there's more opportunity to get people on a webinar. People know what webinars are now. They didn't know what webinars were five years ago, 10 years ago, definitely not. Even a year ago, like less people knew what Zoom was, right? What a webinar was, what a mini training was, what a podcast is, even seriously. The world is more prime than ever before to listen to your content, to watch your content, and to send you business. I really do think that. And so there's opportunity right now, right now. I don't know about a month from now or three months from now, six months from now, for a year from now, but right now, even amidst a pandemic, still going, 2021, no matter when you're watching this video or listening to this podcast, there is an opportunity right now for growth. I don't know what it's gonna look like a couple of years from now. There might be more changes, but 2020 brought about changes. I'm not gonna say for the better, but. Uh, more opportunistic to reach people with a message. That's all I really mean by this. There, that didn't sound too opportunistic. I'm not praying upon like people suffering in 2020. I'm really not. But we are more primed than ever to listen to your message and to see your products, especially digital products, courses, that sort of stuff, online learning, huge, more than ever before. There you go. So, breaks over. This is my last sticky note for those watching the video. Breaks over. 2020 sucked, all right? People suffered. I suffered a little bit. I got it lucky. I got I got off easy with 2020 for real. It's been rough out there for a lot of people. Um, it's been crazy, but it breaks over. You're not gonna stop suffering. There's gonna be stuff going on. Remember we talked about being flexible. Your job, you might lose your job. You might get scaled back. You might get furloughed. Your business not, might not grow as fast as you want to. Mine never does, but it breaks over. It's time to get back to work. It's 2021 now. Everything changed on January 1. Screw those people that were like, nothing changes on January 1, it's just another day. No. If it changes up here, it changes what you do. Uh, 2021, it's a new year. Thank you guys for watching this video, listening to this podcast. Uh, please follow me on wherever you're, I guess, listening or watching. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, hashtag like, comment, smash the whatever buttons, I don't care. Uh, thank you guys, Blog Tribe, I love you. Happy 2021, happy new year. Let's get to it. Breaks over. <laughs>